liar, you son of a... Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. And I'm Josh. And we're back, baby. I know we said we'd be back next time and then... Coron- but what is next time? Well, coronavirus hit, Joshua. Yeah, and yeah. then and then we were locked in our houses <laughs> while viruses raged and... And they continue to rage. They continue so. to rage, we're still... But the, the restrictions are eased so we can sort of talk and sort of come <laughs> so. to each other's places and everything like it's that. It's weird because I only exist as a .wav format. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Especially to our listeners' ears. Mm. But we're officially back and we're going to try and be doing more recording regularly now that yes. we can. And we've got a proper setup and everything like that and proper as we scan the room of like my beanbag <laughs> yeah 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 stuff. well look it's better than you know it looks good it phones looks good. which is what a lot of people record podcasts on oh i didn't know that but anyway we are back and we're going to continue right where we left off because we said our theme would be music and we keep our promises here at mighty motion picture we, we didn't have to look at the spotify and see what we said <laughs> no we, we did not totally just check the spotify to make sure that we knew what we were doing but so we've got three films for you this week uh, centered around the idea of music. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we, we the theme is very loose. We can sort of interpret it in any kind of way. It can be about right. music. It can be, you know, a musical and so on and so forth for yep. our future themes as well. Yes. So what music, what movie, not what theme, not what music, <laughs> what music movie did you bring for us today, Josh? I brought the 2014 film Frank. Frank, directed by Lenny Abramson, yeah, Lenny who is Abramson. most famous for directing Room with uh, by, uh, the Brie Larson movie that she won the Oscar for and yes. then became a household name. Yes. And so, then this stars Michael Fassbender and Dom Hall Gleeson and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yes. Which I didn't know she was in this when I was watching it. And I was like, oh, this is Maggie Gyllenhaal. It is a very pleasant surprise. Yes. She is great. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you bring this movie for a start? Uh, this movie to me... Is very much if I classify it in my mind as a, this is a movie I rented from Blockbuster when it still existed just before it died. All right. Around the such times. And I was just like, it was one of those homey movies I just really enjoyed. And it kind of stuck with me. And I know it's not like, I know from your review as well, and what we'll probably discuss later, it isn't like your type of movie no. per se, <laughs> but I it, it hit me in a certain way and I just loved it. And I love the comedy of it. And it's very off kilter. Yeah, very like off kilter. And just, that's what I like in comedy is sometimes just to yeah. hit you from the side. Yeah. So yeah. I hadn't seen this at all before. I'd, I'd known about it. I'd heard about it because it's the movie where F- Michael Fassbender. I guess we should talk about. So it tells the story of. It's based on a true. Um, yeah, it's based on a, a, yeah. a journalist's article about he went interviewed. Frank is an actual person. It's this mm. musical artist whose entire sort of shtick is based around the fact that he wears a giant papier mache yeah. head and never takes it off. And yeah. it's this weird sort of cartoonish man face. Yeah, on it's it. very similar to the musician Buckethead who wears a KFC bucket on his head and like a white mask. And he's like oh, what? a really great guitarist, but like he never sort of like he always wears well, like, like Sia was, but then Sia yeah. doesn't not know. she doesn't wear that wig all the time. She just I don't follow what she's doing. Well, so, she, yeah. she like her whole thing is that she wears the wig to stop because she's like I don't want to be famous. I want the music to be famous. But then she's done interviews without the wig, so it's like what's the point mm-hmm. at this point? <laughs> but um, 
like I said, I was like, oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in this. And then it's a very unexpected Maggie Gyllenhaal because yes. this is not the movie I would ever picture her saying yes to doing. <laughs> not the role I would ever picture her saying yes to doing. Yeah, she is. Uh, because basically it just follows him sort of following the band and then he tries to sort of turn the band into something a bit more commercial because they make very, very, very there, avant-garde like, There's like music. several jam sessions where they're just like practically screaming and just like trying to... And bashing things and, bashing and things like and pushing yeah. their heads and like scraping wood <laughs> and doing... This. The, the montage when they're sort of doing the prep for the album was actually yeah. a really cool sequence. I was just yeah. like, this is so bizarre, but it's very about that. Mm. We're not here to make, you know choruses and hooks and beats we're here to make art yeah and so you know it plays through with that but i i like i didn't here's the thing is i didn't hate it like i thought it was a very funny movie and one of the things i really liked was it was like you said because when we were talking about about time and i was like oh and domino domel gleason domel gleason domino um uh, he i'm not used to him being a lead, but like you said, oh no, he will be a lead in Frank. And then, so then I watch Frank and I'm like, oh yeah, no, he actually does have this leading man energy yeah. that really works between this and about time. I'm like, he should have been given more, but obviously he's not sort of like the square jawed, ripped abbed kind of typical leading man. So he's not, no, he's, he's put better. In. <laughs> he's yeah. got a personality. Yeah, he's got a personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not some sort of uh, vanilla ice cream cone, mm. you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> of a, of a, of a, of a person to just spew lines. But, I thought it was um, it w- it was a really fascinating movie, and as far as like the music goes, I guess mm. it was of all sort of three of our picks. Well, not three of our picks. Of all the 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 movies that we've got in this rotation, it's the only one that's about music in yes, terms of that's true. actually yeah. examining the ideas behind music, behind art, and everything like that. Um, and at the center of it all is Michael Fassbender as Frank. And I thought it was an interesting performance. I didn't quite, everyone, you know, like on the front of the poster, it's like Michael Fassbender is a revelation. And I'm like, <laughs> a lot of his acting is, is not, he's not acting really until sort of towards the end, you do see him without the, you know, spoiler alert, you see him without the papier-mâché head. But um, <laughs> I thought it was uh, interesting that I'm like, I still find Michael Fassbender attractive even when he's got a giant paper. When he's in like the shower and he has like the head. That was good. That was, there's a shower really scene and you, and in Donald Gleason's going to try and see if he can see him without the head on. And he turns around and he's got a head on <laughs> in the shower. And it's just, it's very, it's cool. It's an endearing performance though, especially towards the end when you kind of do, you know, that, that end mm. sequence I thought was really quite touching yeah. um, where Maggie Gyllenhaal's, singing the song about that. And that's the most song of all the songs, you know, that I, I, I wish I could marry a lighthouse keeper or yeah, whatever it's it is. It's the most comprehensible. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the most songy kind of song. Yep. Um, I liked that. I thought, I thought it was, it was, I thought it was pretty good. And yeah. did you revisit it for the, for this or? No, I actually didn't like, cause there's like so many other films to watch. Yeah. I couldn't re- <laughs> really re- revisit this one. And that's why I'm like, Oh, what I've, Wish to have more to say on it, but like I just remember the feeling it, it gave to me. Yeah, it, was, it, it's, was it really gives you nice like it, it doesn't because it, it doesn't end quote unquote happy. No, but it doesn't end tragically or bad. It ends in the right place, mm. and I thought it was really good. I do wish they well, we're going to sort of spoiler towards the end, so watch the movie if you don't want spoilers. But so right at the very end, there's the shot of him looking at them in the bar and then it's them and it's a long shot of them and then it cuts back to the empty chair at the bar and I wish that had been the last shot but instead they go one shot further and it's him walking away and then they cut to black and I was like, I get it but the point was made with the empty bar stool but maybe that was some studio, not studio producer but like a producer being like, will the audience understand that he's walked away or were they going to be confused by an empty chair? 
I got the point by that shot and I really wish it had ended there and I get the feeling like that was maybe the original intent that would maybe sort of compromised on or something like that. Yeah. Um, let's, just, let's just cut it. Let's just finish it early. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. And the soon, I always find movies tend to go like one or two shots more than what I would like them to do. Uh, but for my pick, I brought um, yeah. a, a very bizarre little movie. I think I've ranted about it on this podcast. If not this one, I have appeared on Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know on the network as well yes. to talk about uh, London Road, which yes. is 2012, directed by... Oh, I uh, thought it was... I thought it was 13 or 15, maybe. 13, maybe. Um, It's directed by, uh, not Rufus, it's Rufus Norris, I'm pretty sure. He's the head of, he ran, so this was originally a stage musical, if you will, but the the, the crux of it is, is that it's a musical that all the lyrics are taken from the exact words that people said in interviews surrounding, uh, in Ipswich in 2005, in... um, Suffolk in in England, mm. the there was this spate of killings of of sex workers, and it was called the Ipswich Ripper because it was this you know very Jack the Ripper. Twenty fifteen, actually. Sorry, that's yeah. my bad. And it is Rufus Norris. I got that one right. Excellent. Starring Olivia Coleman and two minutes of Tom Hardy. Oh, this is this is peak Tom Hardy being like, <laughs> I only want to be in the car, kind of like with Locke. Yeah, like, I don't want to yeah, leave yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's a musical, but it there's no rhymes, there's no real quote unquote songs, although there are like distinct numbers that are their own thing. Cause yeah, they take... the way they edit it with the beats, but it feels yeah. like the inflections, what the actors are doing, that's very similar to how. The actual interviews, like, yeah, as well? it wasn't, yeah. It's okay, so dialogue. at it's the like, end yeah. over the credits, they actually play. I don't know if you watch through the credits, they I play did, yeah. all the interviews back to back and yeah. you hear all the, the all the ums and the ahs. So, like, what the the the, the crux of it is that that like every um, every ah, every stammer then becomes the lyric, you know, the the, the one of the opening lines is everyone is very, very nervous, um, and very unsure of everything, mm-hmm. basically. And so, it's this weird. Because it's very speak singing, it's not hardcore belting sort of Broadway style. And what I've found is that most people, especially musical fans, will watch this and they hate this movie. (laughs) They just despise how anti that shape it is. But see, I came to this movie and why reason why I bought it, like I like if music's the theme, this is the one I'm going to bring because most people don't know it exists, Mm -hmm. even though it's got you know Academy Award winner Olivia Coleman in it. But it's it's so form breaking in terms of musical and I thought I think even in terms of film because it's sort of there's this docu element to it but it's completely scripted but it's based on real yeah. like a hundred percent the actual dialogue and how they do it because it's so it's a it's a fusion of what's called verbatim theater which is a style of theater where people yeah, get interviews with people and then the actors instead of really having a script they have the recordings and they learn every single little bit of inflection and pause and stammer and um and ah and replicate it for the stage and it's sort of this very artsy fartsy sort of mm-hmm. approach but uh, there was sort of an initiative in in England to sort of m- find new types of theater and they paired different artists from different branches of things to kind of come up with something new and this was um uh, uh, she's sort of like uh, Becky. I can't remember her, her full name. Um, she's sort of like the pine, not the pioneer, but she's sort of a big figure in uh, verbatim theatre. And then they paired her with a guy who does musicals and sound design. Yep. And then they kind of came together. And and so the music follows the patterns of speech as well. Like it goes up and down, and you know, the, like the the actual melodic um, intonations follow speech patterns and everything like this. But um, 
I adore that. Like, I went in with very little knowledge. I just remember hearing, oh, there's a musical film. I was playing the thing. And it's, I vaguely knew that it was based on the actual, like the lyrics were taken from the actual word for word. And I thought, oh, that's a cool idea without sort of knowing the full extent of how much they dive into that. And I, went, I actually got to see this on a cinema and I was very lucky. blown away because I didn't have that much context for what the film would be. So I was kind of just there for whatever it was putting down. And the second it sort of this opening sequence where the news is sort of starting like normal and then it segues into song. That was that got me. I was like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and and as per usual, whenever you go and see a musical in a cinema, the people up behind me were like, is this a musical? Like mm-hmm. they just had no idea that singing was bad. Like I, that's happened to me in Sweeney Todd. That's happened to me in Into the Woods. That's happened to me. The only one it didn't happen in is Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I haven't heard people get like weirded out by the fact that it's a musical. But um, blew me away. I just found it so different. I love different things. And this is like, yeah. there's nothing quite like yeah. this. This is a similar theme to like Frank too. It's, it takes a sort of skewed version of the events. Like it, it doesn't talk about the murders, it doesn't cover the murders in a way, it covers what the community's reaction to the murders are. Yeah. And that's it, what you I never appreciate. see you never see the actual murderer. No. Um, and that was like a very important thing for the writers of the show is that it was about the effect. It, what happens is it shows how the community sort of breaks down and then how they work to try and rebuild themselves and the image and, and that mm. sense of community. And not everyone involved is really a decent, you know, Olivia Coleman's character is kind of a not a great person, but you still don't, you, you're asked to not empathize with, but just comprehend why they do what they do. Yeah, which um, and you see that actually in the visuals as well, where it's all like slate gray and dark yeah. and it gets and slowly then it more gets, colorful. And then it gets really, really bright over to the London Road in Bloom, which is yeah. sort of the final number, if you will. Um, but I, I love the way they circle back to the sex workers and the way they dealt with that. In It wasn't a let's feel sorry for them. It was, and they, even their number is like, they're not telling our story and all that kind of thing. Cause they were interviewed as well. Some of the sex yeah. workers were interviewed yeah. about how they're too scared to go out or they have to because they've got no money. Um, and some of the numbers are just, you know, like there's a lyric in that opening sort of crawl where it's, it's sort of like, there are now more than 350 police officers from 41 forces, some from a far afield as Northern Ireland working <laughs> on this case. So it's like really cumbersome lyrics, but there's something about that because they'll take the interviews and then they do these repetitions of it and then they and then everyone joins in with, um, I got up and all I could see were police cars. And then everyone kind of joins in and the repetition of it like transforms the words in a way. This is what I found sort of mm. quite formally bold about it and the reason why I brought it on. Uh, but what did you think of it? Like as far as, because I know on Letterboxd <laughs> you did not rate it as the masterpiece that I did. <laughs> I, I feel like... What I respect about it is, is what I mentioned before is like how like the content it tackles and in the way it tackles it and then also the visual storytelling element of that too and how it works together with the sort of like the music of it. I was genuinely surprised at the camera work involved in the film. I was, I was quite... Good. Yeah, because I expected, you know, when a theatre director goes and does film, they never do anything with the camera. It's like, let's have the camera be as unintrusive as possible and it's always kind of boring. They they think it's like theatre 2.0, like a different... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this, like, he moves the camera and he does interesting things with it and interesting cuts and and all that kind of stuff all the way through. Yeah, but I reckon, like you, Frank, it's also not 
for me as much as like same with Frank with you. It's like, but you respect it and I respect it. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's like a perfect halves of yeah, it's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I've yet to find someone. I've not met a single person who loves London Road, yeah. and more often than not, it's people who despise it. They're like, it's the worst thing. It's a terrible musical, and I'm like, no, I don't. It's not bit of a but like I've never met anyone who's like gone and like gaga <laughs> over it for the way I have. So that's my quest. If if any of our listeners have seen London Road or want to, I believe it's on Google Play. You can get it on Google Play now. Oh no, it's on Stan it's as on well. Stan. It's now streaming yeah. on Stan currently. As of the airing of this episode, it will still be on Stan. Uh, give it a watch. It's it's a very interesting. It's very short movie. It's only like ninety minutes long. Yeah. So it's yeah. not it's not a particularly big expense of your time. You get to hear Tom Hardy sing a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's very weird. <laughs> Um, his character was invented for the film. Okay. And it was very clearly invented to just secure that last bit of financing. Like, you <laughs> can tell because he's in the poster, but he's only in the movie for, like, five minutes, <laughs> if that. And like, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman much more so, but then all the rest of the people outside of that, all the original cast from the stage show. And the stage show was quite mm-hmm. different. They didn't have the newsreader sort of Greek chorusy elements. There was stuff like the, you know, during the trial, sort of the verdict and yep. all, you've got all the readers. That was all there, but the... Um, uh, the, the newsreader sort of overture at the beginning that sets up the tone wasn't there. They invented that for the film. Okay, cool. So, yeah, they had to do a lot of reworking and figuring out how they would make it work on film. So I was curious of how in-depth, because I knew there was original cast members in there, but I didn't know Pretty much everyone except yeah. Olivia Coleman and Tom yeah. Hardy were original cast members. I think maybe wow. the two girls probably yeah. not, because the, the original show was 2012, which is where I'm getting the date 2012 from. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's London Road. Highly yeah, yeah. recommend checking it. And Frank would be Frank's not streaming anywhere, but it'd be available on Google Play. Google Play, yeah. yeah. Um, so now this takes us to our third pick, and this was a movie that neither of us had seen that yeah, we'd no. heard a lot about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Double it's, trouble. It's the Umbrellas of Shaborg by oh, Jacques it, Demi. I think it's like Shabu. Shabu. Yeah. I have terrible French accent. I've yeah. been told this so many times, but it's the Umbrellas of Shabor, yeah. um by Jacques Demy. It's this. It's a, a complete. It's almost like London Road in that it's completely sung yeah, I was gonna through say. musical without. Actually, I have to ask you because I was trying to hear the French to see. There's rhymes in it. There's it rhyming felt... patterns in a lot of it. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Yeah, Isn't it felt there... more like less sort of like verbatim theatre, kind of like London Road, and more very lyrical. Like, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like... it's a total opposite approach. It's it's yeah. a very high fantasy kind of thing. Um, it tells the story of Guy. And oh, what's her name? The the main oh dear, <laughs> we're stalling for time now. I remember Guy because she. I remember Guy because I'm like, eh, but it's Guy, but we say Guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I remember he's like friend Madeline. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, played by Catherine Deneuve. Uh, it's Genevieve. That's <laughs> right, Genevieve or Genevieve. Um, they pronounce it both ways, I think, to like make the syllables work for whatever the lyric was <laughs> at some point. Um, but this is a 1964 French musical movie. And you're, anyone who sort of has heard vaguely about this, is this is a huge influence on La La Land specifically, yeah. but a lot of musicals have stolen, you know, hook line, you know. I think Damien Giselle is like, this is like his favorite movie. Yeah. Like he just yeah, yeah, watches yeah. it like every year. Um, that was his sort of introduction to musicals because he didn't really love the old ones. And then he finally mm. sort of saw this one was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and neither of us had seen this. And we were no, both, it was exciting. Uh, put it, uh, yeah. It was, it was, I adored this. So did I. It, I love the structure. I love just 
the, the palette. There the, was not the one point where I felt weird about the singing all the way through. No. It just worked. Because I think, though, I think it only works because it's basically a really simple story. It's about Guy and Genevieve, and they are falling in love secretly away from a, a frowning mother. Mm-hmm. of uh, Genevieve's mother is disapproving. Um, and then he gets called off to war for two years and then he goes away and while he's away they they kind of grow apart and then and it's how their lives sort of grow and a new apart. man comes into the scene yeah a new man comes yeah. into her life and then he comes back and then he finds a new woman and sort of the, this great mm. love that they had had to kind of end um, so it's this very melancholy thing again yeah. so much like La La Land yeah it, it's pretty much La La Land yeah pretty much pretty much the jazz angle <laughs> yeah although the music a hundred percent jazz yeah 100% absolutely. la la land it's this very a lot of jazz numbers nothing sort of ballady um but it the like the, the first thing you notice about it is like every house and set in this film has like the most gaudy beautiful but gaudy very wallpaper <laughs> i like i literally wonder i'm like i wonder what the wallpaper budget for this yeah, film was I, specifically I in, um one shot towards the end with him um gear with um madeline and then there's this like it's pink wallpaper and then in the next room it's green and then the next one yeah, it's, yeah it's and like, they always have the clothes on to match whatever the wallpaper yes, in the house and they're yeah. even at the cafe when it's like pink and orange that was color. gorgeous i was, I was like, like yeah it's so explicit but you just yeah. fall in love with it it's a very beautifully made film the camera work is stunning and they have these long takes and it's these kind of long takes that you forget it's a long take and you're like, wait, they haven't cut yet, have they? Like, you have to sort of check yourself as you're watching it. Yeah. And I find that very hard to do. Like, like normally I'm, I'm sort of paying attention to that. And then when you're like, oh, wait, they haven't cut yet because the, yeah. the film itself is so dynamic. And they do a lot of like, they really move through a location as opposed to sort of a long take in one direction. They sort of, they dance around the camera almost yeah. quite literally. I mean, that's literally. the best term to describe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're dancing around the camera. But um, it's a beautiful movie. Uh I wish, I kind of wish that like at the end, it kind of, at the very last scene of the movie, no spoilers, but at the very last scene, it slipped into like just normal dialogue. That to me would have been a really cool Ooh. thing. But then I was like, oh, I should totally do that in a movie of mine. Yeah, sh- like have a song <laughs> through a movie and then drop it at the end to make like a really cool emotional beat. But it's a beautiful movie. I, I literally can't falter. I just think I sort of, I need to watch it again. I definitely need to watch it again. I had to watch it in like, halves i hate that i have to do that sometimes but uh just scheduling wise i end up watching it in like halves but it's a beautiful movie i i loved it I, I thought this was sort of like oh okay i'm i'm really glad we put this one to watch because yeah, it's it was... one of those ones i'm meaning to watch and then you're never in the mood but then when you have to watch it and you sit down and you actually sit down yeah. and watch it you're like oh i love it and this. it puts <laughs> you in a good mood it's such a good film it's yeah. just like yeah, it yeah, yeah, you yeah. so happy and like you contemplate it and you just like sit with it and this is so good yeah also i i wrote a note while i was watching it too because at the beginning, he's working at, like, a mechanic. And yeah. they, they go to the back room where all the men are washing their hands and they're discussing, like, what's better, film or, like, opera? And I'm just, like... And they're all singing in this beautiful... I'm just, like, I do enjoy men adequately washing their hands and they're <laughs> discussing art. This is so good. <laughs> um, one thing I have to ask, do you reckon... Because there's a whole plot about, like, he's writing her letters and, and that and she wants the... She's getting the letters back. Because I swear she's, like... He's not writing me any letters anymore, and then he's like, "She's not answering my I noticed, letters." I noticed, and that. I was like, "Does is there a plot about the mother withholding letters that just got axed? Because it's never addressed." 
I, I noticed that. And I know. wonder, that, or is it like a French thing where like, we're not going to explain it to you. You have to figure that yeah, out for yourself. Cocksuckers. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But um, the simplicity of the story, because it's literally like a, he goes to Wolf two years, they come back. Mm. I think that's what helps the sung throughness work. If it was yes. anything more convoluted, it would feel a little bit weird or just be like London Road. It would be very alienating mm. to most people. Whereas yeah. And also, worked. if it wasn't sung through and if it didn't have just such beautiful design, it would be absolutely like just nothing film it would yeah, be boring. yeah yeah it would be very it would yeah. it would be a very dumb melodrama about mm-hmm. a woman who's like grieving over a guy who's going to war for two years like yeah. it's not even that big um but yeah <laughs> so that's that's the umbrella just book also the lead actor just like <sighs> my god i was googling the crap out of him afterwards <laughs> what's his yeah he's he's, a, he's an italian actor too which i thought was kind of odd uh his name is nino castellanuovo which is a cool name and everything like that. very good. Highly recommend you look him up. Um, Him and Catherine Deneuve. uh, Very good movie. Wonderful movie. Highly recommend. It's streaming on the Criterion channel at the moment. Also, Uh, I found out it's on Stan. It's on Stan? It's on Stan. Stan's that good. They actually get a decent back catalog. Stan is really getting good. But see, I I find out what's on there via Just Watch. So, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to go to what's new on Stan every time I sort of log on. But so <laughs> so two of these recommendations streaming on Stan yes. and the other one will be on Google Play Movies. Yeah. If you want to watch these, let us know what you think. Uh, you can find us on all socials. We're on Facebook at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. And I'm on Twitter at that Sundance KD. And we're, we're both on Letterboxd as well. Yes, we are. Various versions. Just look up my name if yeah. you remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, with that being said, what is our next uh, theme for the next episode, Josh? Well... It's about in space. <laughs> no one can hear you screen up. I tried to do a pun. I was like, no. It's space. 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 So space is in... Uh, oh, no. I see, I'm trying to make a pun and I can't yeah. do a pun. I can't do space it's, puns. It's, you know, it's about keeping your distance during this time. <laughs> 1.5 meters or more. 1.5 light years light, distance from mm. each other. Space is a union distance, not time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so space. So we've got some interesting picks for that one coming up for you. So stay tuned and listen next time. So this is us signing off for now. Uh, stay <laughs> with us. Keep listening. Uh, contact us on social medias. Yeah, say hi. Yeah, say hi. We love we love to hear from you guys. They, yeah. We know you're out there listening. We're, we're, we're pretty big on Twitter. Yeah. Not big, but like we're we're active on Twitter. Should I say? We, yeah, we're very. We're both of us are quite active on Twitter. So mm. come say hi, and, and we're we're relatively friendly. <laughs> uh, if you have any space movies you like, uh, not space. Sorry, music movies. If you have any interesting Ooh, yeah. music movies, space is next time. Uh, if you have any interesting mu- music movies, let us know. Comment us. We might talk about. We might read them out. We might say, oh, here is some recommendations from yeah. last time. We'll, we yeah. want. We love fan we interaction. Can, we want more of it. Yeah, we can also. Like, go back to a topic and sort of view it from a different angle as well. That's, 100%, yeah, 100%, so 100%. So, let us know. Find us in. And this is us signing off. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.